Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Blind. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Yeah, I mean, I think that once we get into a, a, a normal rhythm, which, um, you know, finals throws you off the rhythm. It wasn't that long ago where we had we did not have a Christmas break. I mean, when I played, we, we never went home for Christmas. And I know at Nevada, at least the first year or two, we, there was no Christmas break. I think the guys have done great. I mean, we've been able to go two-a-days prior to the last game. We've gone two-a-days, you know, since we came back from, from our, our Christmas break. And it's allowed us to clean some things up offensively. You know, it's allowed allowed us to do prep, allowed us hopefully to, to see some of the holes that we have in areas that we have to have broken. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Todd Pierce, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday. It's getting close to wrapping it up here on the show. Just one hour left. Still got to get to your Razor Hog update. Presented by True Service and hear from Eric Musselman what he thinks about the game coming up against UNC Wilmington on Saturday. Final non-conference game for the Razor X this regular season. So uh, we'll get to that, and 3 and Out will be here, too, and some other headlines and some of your text messages, fun stuff like that. But we know that bowl season is still here, and we do know that there is a lot of intrigue in some of these bowls. Of course, the semifinals, a little bit of intrigue there, too. So let's talk more about it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast, friend of the show. And Mike, as always, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon, my man? Oh, I'm doing good. Trying to savor uh, the very last of the college football we got left till we turn the calendar to 2024. I know. It, it's sad. There's only been one SEC bowl game so far. A&M wasn't able to take care of Benz against Oklahoma State, but I don't think that was too surprising. But just looking at that game, I, like what if you're if you're looking at it from your perspective, which I know you are, but looking at it at that A&M game, is there really anything that you do with that game, take from it, look forward to it? I mean, 55 scholarship players roughly – uh, the quarterback, uh, God, God bless him, goes out there and looks like he breaks his arm on the first play. Uh, it's new coaching staff coming in, but in a game like that for Texas A&M, is there anything that you really take seriously from a game like that? Well, I mean, it, it certainly gives you an idea of the deficiencies that uh, Mike Elko will have to to deal with once he takes over officially, which I guess he has starting today. But uh, defensive backfield looked like uh, – uh, certainly, they need to hit the transfer portal pretty heavily. Uh, but I, I thought the, the quarterback, Marcel Reed, true freshman, I thought he looked pretty good. Micah Tease, a guy that uh, Arkansas fans, unfortunately, probably know that name but want to forget it. But, I mean, these bowl games, John, they're, they're essentially just like glorified spring games now. And, and that's kind of what I take them as. Don't you think that's how everybody should take them, though? We even talked about it. Like, it, just look at them as fun, as not anything important, not anything serious. But, yes, look at it as fun things like eggnog and mayonnaise getting poured on coaches or, you know, crazy mascots being out there, weird plays like a swinging gate on an extra point. If you, I think if people just started taking them as what bowl games are now instead of trying to take them as what bowl games used to be, I think people would probably find them a lot more enjoyable. Right, and uh, I mean, case in point, uh, where I went to school, John, uh, Tennessee's playing in the, the Citrus Bowl, and I, I realize Citrus Bowl's not the greatest bowl or anything, but they got their starting quarterback, senior, opting out, going on to the NFL, whatever you want to call it, and then they got a freshman. Now everybody's fired up because they want to see the hmm. freshman, see what he can do to, to, to the point. I mean, it's it's kind of like a, this is your first look, and who cares if you lose? I mean, you, you want to win the game, but... I think the most important thing now that fans are excited because they get a look at what the quarterback position is going to look like for next season. Yeah, what was it uh, Steve Spurrier said? You can't spell citrus without UT. Is, is there still that, <laughs> that that kind of rings around? Is that something that you thought about with Tennessee being in this game? Not really because uh, the last 10, 15 years, I mean, a citrus bowl would be quite an accomplishment for Tennessee. So 
Uh, they were wishing you couldn't spell citrus without UT in the last couple of years, some of these coaches they've had. But uh, I think a New Year's Day bowl, I, I don't think a Tennessee fan at this point can look down on it. Yeah, listen, I think Razorback fans will take a Citrus Bowl right now, too. So maybe not uh, something you can look down upon it uh, for a lot of different reasons. But still, uh, the SEC is sitting at 0-1, but now heading into uh, not only uh, a little bit of tomorrow, but into this weekend. Just looking at the bowl games in general for the SEC teams, which are the ones you feel like might have something you can take from it? Maybe some of importance. Maybe something where it's a certain player that's playing or a team that's playing. Uh, significance-wise, which of these bowl games that are non-semifinal bowl games from the SEC do you think a team can really take something from? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of hit on it a little bit there. Tennessee against Iowa, just because Iowa, they're god-awful on offense, but they do have a respectable defense, at least by Big Ten, Cal. I, I think if you threw Iowa in the, in the SEC, I think their defense will get exposed. So, I want to see what Nico, the freshman for Tennessee, I want to see what he looks like. But kind of more to your point, I think the one circle that's a non-playoff game is Missouri-Ohio State in the the Cotton Bowl. Because a lot of people look at Missouri, number nine team in the country. You know, they don't have a lot of great wins. But, but, I mean, heck, they won. You know, I kind of hate that narrative because if it was so easy, more teams in the SBC would win 10 games. It's incredibly difficult. So the fact that they've gotten to this point, I think that's a credit to them. But if they can beat Ohio State, I think that validates nationally a lot of people that Missouri has kind of turned the corner, whereas if they lose to Ohio State, you know, people are probably going to write them off as a one-year wonder. So I think for the SEC Big Ten narrative that's always out there, I think Missouri-Ohio State, I think that looms pretty large. Yeah, because I also was thinking about, you mentioned 10 wins, which there's no question. 10 wins playing in the SEC does not matter how you did it or who you played or in in the fashion you won games. 10 games is 10 games at the end of the day. And it's always going to be very important for certain teams. But I was trying to think, like, who was the last team that not, or what was the longest that a team has won 10 games? Is Mississippi State out of the West? Because I know, I guess Arkansas, we know 2010-2011 they did those. Uh, Missouri's had, uh, I know they're not in the West, but you know, Auburn and everything. I was just trying to think of any teams that come to mind that have yet to get to that 10-win threshold, or at least it's been a long time besides Vanderbilt that's yet to get to that 10-win threshold. Right, and uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm looking it up as we speak, but uh, Texas A&M, I mean, they haven't done it since 2012, the first year they were in the FCC, and that was that was a, they only have won since 1999. And, and mm. I, I realize some of that is in the Big 12, but they needed Johnny Manziel to get to that 10-win mark, and they haven't done it since. So we know all the money in, in the world that A&M has, yet they can't put it together and win 10 games. Yeah, I was trying to think. It was the 2020 season. I guess they ended up, because of all the cancellations and the crazy games and all that, I think they only ended up going 9-1. and one. So the, and how do you count it? It doesn't matter. The point is is that uh, it just shows you the difficulty where, yeah, yeah, Bama does it often. LSU may do it pretty often. Uh, even Auburn has done it, but... Particularly in the West, it's very difficult, and even in the East, it's very difficult. So that's why uh, being able to add some games to your to your uh, resume there is pretty big. But uh, speaking of from the Arkansas perspective and looking at them specifically, uh, it looks like that they're going to be looking for a new wide receiver coach because Kenny Guyton's jumped over to Wisconsin to become the new wide receiver coach for Luke Fickle up there. Arkansas is going to be now in the market for trying to find a new coach. First, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the job that Kenny Guyton did, given the circumstances, not only as a wide receiver coach, but also as the interim OC this year? And also, do you think that there might be somebody out there that would be of interest for Arkansas to look at as far as a new wide receiver coach? Yeah, I mean, I always thought he did an outstanding job. If you look at the receivers that Arkansas's had in recent years, not a lot of game breakers outside of uh, Traylon Burks, of course, who he went on to the NFL, but... uh, you know, they've been heavy in the transfer portal, and they've been getting an impact. I th- this year, I think you could kind of, I don't want to say critique, but they, they didn't have quite as impact as they've had in, in recent seasons. But I, I think that's bound to happen when you're essentially just turning over your starties and just reaching into the portals. To, you're just, that's just never going to work year in, year out. But they, they made it work for the vast majority of time there in Fayetteville. But I'm not surprised to see him go, unfortunately, because... That just seems to be what happens when you when you elevate elevate a guy to a coordinator position, and then you don't give him that full time role. 
uh, I can't think of many that have just kind of gone backwards. You know what I mean? So I realize he's leaving for another receiver position at, a, at another school, but it, it's kind of like he, he's shown Sam Pittman all he can, and, and now he's looking for that next step. So, yeah, I think whoever they land, I, I don't have any knowledge on who, who it would be, but I think it's going to be tough to, to upgrade over Kenny Guyton, and I, unfortunately I think that's kind of that's kind of the where we are with Sam Pittman. I, mean, I, I, I thought when he hired Barry Odom and Ken O'Brien, they had the best coordinator duo in the SEC, and not that Travis Williams and, and, and Petrino are bad by any means, but clearly, I mean, you screw up one coordinator hire, it, it can derail an entire season, so... Uh, a, a true test of a head coach is, is replacing those coordinators, and and it's it's been a downgrade. Smooth with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds. So, uh, Mike, another thing that uh, we talked a little bit yesterday, but I want your thoughts on it. This whole deal about the possibility of Brian Kelly going to Michigan if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, I'm not saying it's not true, and I, and I would be so shocked, but it still just seems pretty wild and crazy to think about where you make the jump to Michigan and then LSU I mean not many places could you'd want to leave LSU for in college football but I didn't think Michigan would be one of those but just for fun do you think that that is something that's realistic and possible and if so what's the type of impact it'll have on college football in the landscape in general yeah I mean I the only thing that makes that that would make sense at all is just his roots. He's been up there at uh, Grand Valley and I think Central Michigan, so he knows the landscape of Michigan, but I, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, the fact that Brian Kelly took his job and he said, hey, I'm coming down here because I need to win an national championship. Well, that's what he's chasing, and that's what you have to do. Uh, you have to come into the SEC. you got to come to one of these premier schools, and I know a lot of people view Michigan as a premier school, but they've won I think half a national championship in 50-some-odd years, they're probably not going to win another one in another 50 years. They just, they just don't have the talent. And, and I realize they're in the playoffs, but uh, I, don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think they're going to get very far once again. So I, I don't know. I think he's had a better job. It, and it would be, if he left, I think it would be him saying he can't hack it in the SEC. Uh, I mean, he's compensated like one of the best coaches in the country. But it, it just doesn't. It seems kind of illogical to me, John, that we're sitting here. We got Jim Harbaugh, and, and, and most people realize he's probably one foot out the door, you know, to the NFL. But I can't imagine a guy. All these guys got egos, right? So mm-hmm. you think he's sitting around saying, "I'm going to let Jim Harbaugh determine where I'm coaching next." He's basically saying, you know, Jim Harbaugh's a better coach than me, and I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me that that a coach of Brian Kelly's stature will be sitting around twiddling his thumbs waiting for Jim Harbaugh to make a decision when he could be kind of like the king of LSU if he wins a national title or two and, and starts beating Saban. But he's already beaten him once and, and came pretty close this year had they not knocked out his quarterback. See, that's my thing, too. Like To me, LSU, as much as I may not like them, they are one of the best college football jobs in America. I just think based on recruiting, for one, because you don't, I mean, you're the only, really the biggest game in town in the state of Louisiana, and the state of Louisiana produces a lot of high-quality talent in football. You got the money, you got the facilities, you got the fan base. It looks like you got the NIL. So I, I would just be surprised, too. But sometimes, do we maybe make a bigger deal than what it is on fit and culturally fit? Because that was the whole thing with Brian Kelly going down to LSU. How's he going to handle that? And he has the family thing that he goes out there with. But do you think that that's maybe something that gets overblown a little bit as far as how does they how do they fit culturally or how do they fit in with the, with the fans and what they're doing? To me, winning is winning, and out and most cases, and you don't really care who's doing it, just as long as it's happening for your program. Yeah, I mean it's completely irrelevant. It's just something people talk about. I mean, Nick Saban had no ties to the South outside of being from West Virginia when he got to LSU, and then obviously now at Alabama, uh, Urban Meyer. No ties to the South. I mean, Florida fans would they'd crawl on glass to to get Urban Meyer back in Gainesville because just what you said, they're 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 winners and and they bring championships and maybe they uh, do it in sketchy ways, but at the end of the day, people don't really care as long as you win. Well, Mike, let's look at the college football playoff because it's pretty much here. You know, you had a lot of discussions about it, which teams belonged and which teams didn't belong. It doesn't matter. These are the four. These are the games. This is what we know. And we start to see how it's all coming together. But as far as this particular semifinals, 
do you feel as confident as anything in your picks as far as who you think is going to win? Or do you feel like you could see both of these games going all different types of directions? Because, you know, Alabama-Michigan, I have a good feeling about that, but it's the Washington-Texas game to me that I literally have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, and, uh, you know, more often than not, unfortunately, John, these these semifinal weekends, they get hyped up and then they don't live up to the hype. Hmm. Now, last year was incredible. That, That was the best two semifinal games we've had, so... I'm hoping we get something similar. Uh, I mean, the, the odds kind of say that we won't, but you know, maybe we've had so many <laughs> blowouts. Maybe maybe we're due two years of, of great semis because on paper, I think it it is. I, I, I think they should be great games. Uh, this is again, I, I get it. Alabama just beat Georgia, uh, but this is not uh, of the last ten Saban Bama teams. This is probably the worst one. So I mean, that speaks to. You know what a great job they've done turning this season around and getting to the playoff. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're world beaters. I, I certainly expect them to beat Michigan, but I think that says more about Michigan not having the athletes that Alabama has. And I just don't think you're going to line up and bully Alabama, which is that's all Michigan knows how to do. So is, is that realistic? I don't think so. But it, it could make for a good game. I mean, they're number one for a reason, I guess. I think Georgia's. I think Georgia would be at Michigan, too, but we don't have to go down that road. Hmm. But the other game, I, I think that is a little bit more of a toss-up. I'm less confident in who wins that one. I still would think Texas would win it, but I've uh, gone back you know, over the break here and watched a little bit of Washington and very impressed with their offense, and particularly their quarterback. And you know, you give both of these coaches a month to prepare, I, th- I think they're going to draw up some pretty interesting stuff. So. I think it's going to be a fun, entertaining game, but I think it'll come down to Texas. I, they should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, I would think, with their defensive front going up against Washington's offensive line. I think they can kind of make Washington somewhat one-dimensional. So that's kind of a big reason why I lean towards Texas. You know what's funny, Mike, is I have a good friend of mine who's a diehard Alabama fan. He's from Alabama. He went to school at Alabama. And I made the joke to him. I'm like, hey, if you guys win the national championship this year, is this one going to be your least favorite national championship you've won in your lifetime? And his response was, is why would it be my least favorite? To me, 2012 was probably my least favorite because Notre Dame wasn't very good and it wasn't very super hyped. And we just came off the one winning it the year before, so it really wasn't all that great. And I'm like, I hate that so much that you can have least favorite championships. But when you mentioned Bama and, and, and their team, I agree with you. That's where it's like, if Alabama wins the national championship, I won't be surprised. But I will say, without question, this was Nick Saban's best coaching job that he's done at Alabama and all the national championships he's won. Not because his team's trash, but just because of how we have viewed Alabama and how they've won this year wasn't based on having a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback wasn't wasn't based upon having high flying offenses that just blew everybody out because they were so much far more superior. They just did it in a way that was so much different from all the other championships. And I feel like that's why if Nick Saban wins at all, this might be his most impressive one that he's ever had. Yeah, and his last one, he's going to retire right after the game, John. You, hey, let's you hope here first. At least that, <laughs> that's, that's kind of. Although you know, I've been saying that for about six six years, and it's not happened. So obviously, I have no clue what I'm talking about. Hey, but one of these years I, I you're going to be right, Mike. One of these years you're going to be right. <laughs> I kind of want him to stick around because I, as much as I joke about him retiring, I, I think the sport, he's like the Darth Vader. And if we lose him, the sport just, it's, it's not quite as good without him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I view it that way, too. Uh, it'll just be more interesting to see what happens with Alabama once he's gone. Like, like what does that look like? I think that'd be uh, the more interesting thing. But going back to the playoffs, I have a, this is, again, maybe putting you on the spot a little bit. But we've seen the playoffs go through it all, and we know it's going to go to the 12-team playoffs uh, here soon. But when it comes to winning a championship, I'm not going to say it's easier, but at least it's going to be more open whenever you have 12 teams. Who do you think will be the first team that's not been into the four-team playoff uh, or even had a chance of winning a title? Who do you think is going to be the first team in college football that makes it or wins the title game that is yet to be to a single playoff? Mm, um, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, would, I, I guess given that criteria, the team I'm leaning, your audience is going to hate this too, but I, I mean, I have to say Ole Miss. 
just because it seems like they're kind of all in now. I called Lane Wilson for a reason. He, he seems incapable of winning a big game, so uh, I, I'm not saying this is likely, but uh, you know, Ole Miss certainly spending, and, and I think they're they're looking at it with the team they have, with the schedule they have, with the playoff expanding, that they're all in on next season. So, uh, and this is not like Deion Sanders just bringing in a bunch of guys and they're going to be garbage and, and just media hype. This is a legitimate team. I mean, Ole Miss the last three years. Only Alabama and Georgia have won more SEC games than Ole Miss. So this is not smoke and mirrors. This is not a one-hit wonder. Uh, but I, I think Ole Miss has got the team to compete. I've been saying play, playoff spot. Now I'm starting to think national championship is realistic for Ole Miss, providing uh, all the guys they've landed in the portal. You know, the thing is, is, Mike, I agree with you, and that's kind of where I was kind of setting you up for that question because I think that's who you were going to say. But uh, I'm with you. And here's the deal. If Ole Miss doesn't do it next year, geez, dude, I don't know what it's going to take. I, I know it's tough to get a championship. I'm not saying they have to win a national championship. But if they don't make the playoff next year, I, I don't know how what else it's going to take for them to do it. Because with the 12 teams and how much talent that they have on that team, it's going to be really tough. So uh, a lot of things can happen, but Ole Miss has definitely got it going on. Real quick before we let you get out of here, though, Mike, New Year's plans? Are you a big New Year's guy as far as staying up late, going to parties, having a good time? Or is it just like, eh, whatever, another day, give me to the next day so I can watch some more football? Yeah, in my mind, uh, New Year's is just at the amateur hour. That's <laughs> when uh, you know the prices are insane. That's when the police are out. I live in one of the greatest cities in the country, Nashville, Tennessee. So, I mean, any weekend is, is New Year's if you want to make it here. So, yeah, I, I am not one that goes out on New Year's. I don't want to fool with the, with all the crowd. Hey, listen, I don't blame you for that, uh, especially in a place like Nashville. It's a, it's a sweet city, and there's probably a lot of great parties going on for New Year's, but I completely understand and can relate to not going into any of them because it can get pretty nasty. But either way, Mike, hey, we appreciate you joining us, man. Have a great New Year's. Enjoy all these bowl games, man, and I'm sure in some capacity we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Again, that was Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to your Razor Rog update presented by True Service. And keep it moving on to Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Acri and David Wanginati every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. In the bowl games yesterday, Virginia Tech beat Tulane 41-20 in the military bowl as the Green Wave were without head coach Willie Fritz and many other members of his staff. Fritz moved on to become the head coach at Houston and took five assistants with him. West Virginia beat North Carolina 30-10 in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. USC defeated Louisville 42-28 in the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Sophomore quarterback Miller Moss threw for 372 yards and six touchdowns in the game. And then Oklahoma State beat Texas A&M 31-23 in the Tax Stack Texas Bowl. And in the NFL, the Broncos have decided to bench Russell Wilson. The likely outcome is that he's cut this offseason. He threw for 26 touchdowns and 8 interceptions this year. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. Some people are born for more, more fun, more freedom, more excitement. Some people are born and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its sleek design and unmatched handling and performance. They see the G90 for its space, luxury, smooth ride, and unsurpassed technology. What were you born for? The all-new Genesis of Conway. Now open at 1075 Collier Drive in Conway. The future of luxury today. 
After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Becky Bradley in Sherwood, or Angie Collins in Heber Springs today. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over. Wear a hat. Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today. Because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts HEAD to 200-300. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text HEAD to 200-300. That's HEAD to 200-300. Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. They've been in business 60-plus years with an award-winning sales and service staff. Give them a call at 501-982-2102 or shop them online at guadneychevrolet.com. At GuadneyChevrolet.com, you can check out their inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles. You can even appraise a vehicle on GuadneyChevrolet.com. See just how much your vehicle is worth. Guadney Chevrolet is giving thousands over book value on trade-ins. And also, you can sell a vehicle to Guadney Chevrolet. Check out the new Suburbans and Tahoes, along with Silverado, Blazer, Equinox, and my favorite, Malibu. Guadney Chevrolet also has convenient Saturday service hours from 7 a.m. till noon. So if you need to get a vehicle service, contact Guadney Chevrolet for that as well. Guadney Chevrolet is located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days, or get up to 2500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now for a limited time, only during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end January 2nd. Call 469-613-0227 for details. Scott Graham here from Westwood One. Thursday Night Football is coming up from Cleveland with the 10-5 Browns hosting the New York Jets. With Joe Flacco under center, the Browns are on a three-game winning streak and looking to improve their playoff position. Ian Eagle and Hall of Famer Joe Thomas will call the action on air and on the free live stream sponsored by AutoZone on Thursday Night Football. Right here on 1037 The Buzz. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus in President State. We're lawful to wager. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in York. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Well, I ain't hell! Yeah, they're down! They're down! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Arkansas right up on the football. Second down and six. 
Dominion stays in at running back. McKJ's going to throw. Fade down the right sideline. Broden's in the back of the end zone. He caught the ball. Well, he didn't catch it, but they throw a flag. After further review, the result of the play is a touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, Arkansas. <laughs> On 103.7 The Buzz. talking about bowl games we've been talking about Razorbacks we've been talking about transfer portal we've been talking about the NFL we've been talking about the NBA we've been college basketball we've talked about everything and we talk about it because we enjoy it right we enjoy it we like watching it we like being a part of it we like being able to root on our teams and everything well since we love it so much why don't we start making money on it right like bet Saracen the best app for sports betting here in the state of Arkansas bar none Yes, that's what I'm referring to. If you're going to go ahead and watch these games, go ahead and make money on these games. And right now with Bet Saracen, when you download the app, they have it all. All the different sports that you could ever choose from. It can be money lines. It can be spreads. It can be over-unders. But how about even throwing in some of the great specials that they have going on? With Razorback Basketball, for instance. Uh, they're going to be taking on UNC Wilmington. Well, right now you can do the double R prop plays that have so many different options to choose from. Or maybe the NFL special. They have the Jets and Browns Thursday night NFL special, which, yeah, it's Thursday night. There's a game tonight. And they have a lot of specials to choose from. I love this one for plus 1,300. Jets to win, Garrett Wilson to score a touchdown, and Trevor Simeon to have 178 passing yards. Plus 1,300, yeah. Um, I'm not feeling that one, but, boy, those are some good odds. Because who knows? Maybe the Jets actually put it together. It doesn't matter. But they do have those specials. They have... NCAA football specials for their bowl games, which you can get some uh, some boosted plays there. NBA specials, darts specials. That's right. The PDC World Darts Championship is happening. It's going on right now. I don't know what most of these things mean, but those of you who are big-time dart throwers, this is for you. Like They have a special right. Again, don't know what this all means or who this even is, but Barry Van Peer to hit 180 in first leg of the match. You can get that for plus 375. I have no idea who Barry Van Peer is, but that dude sounds like a dart guy. That guy sounds like he, you know, definitely. He, he's, he plays darts. That's just one of many things you can do with Bet Saracen. So check it out today. Download the app on your iPhone or on your Android. It's Bet Saracen. You can also go to their website at betsaracen.com. For all things sports betting, do it with the best app. It is Bet Saracen. And that being said, let's get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Eric Musselman gives a little preview of UNC Wilmington. Well, one, they're a deep team. Uh, two, they have a, a great star in number 13, White, who can really score, high-volume free-throw attempt player. They run him off Iverson hoops. Um, they'll isolate him in a zipper play um, for him to, to drive the ball hard. Um, they have three-point shooting surrounding uh, 13, White, uh, Newby's a really good shooter, number one. Um, you know, Jenkins, number zero, is an incredible shooter. Um, Ross can make shots at the power forward spot. Hodge can make shots. Uh, both of their backup bigs, both of them can the make TSN. threes. 
Um, and then and then they have a point guard in Phillips, um, who's a really really steady, heady, smart, excellent mid-range shooter, good dribble driver, really good player inside of 17 feet. Uh, they know their roles. Uh, they they play with a good pace offensively, defensively. They'll deny a little bit at times. Uh, they have a little bit of a three-quarter court press that they'll do at times. Um, they'll switch a lot defensively. Um, you know, we've had enough time to, to, to dissect many of their games. You mentioned they played well on the road. Uh, they got a great record. Um, it's a team that, that uh, I'm sure in their conference will uh, will be at the top of their conference. Um, so all those, you know, those are some of their some of their characteristics. And, and interestingly enough, like you know, their their one center. I mean, he played, you know, played like 40 minutes on the season. He played 20 minutes against uh, Kentucky and hit a big three. That being number 23 and 30 is their normal backup center for R. And he did not play much against Kentucky, but in the other games, uh, he's a three-dimensional scorer who can score on the block, score facing up, and make threes. So, um, you know, and then McGriff, 21, who starts at center, is an active player um, who rebounds. And then, and then uh, right around the 16-40 mark, or, um, you know, they're going to sub five guys at a time. Um, hockey line sub. Um, against Kentucky, they did that hockey line sub again at the 12-minute mark. Um, you know, so uh, it's a team that's very, very dangerous. It's a team that um, is very well coached. It's a team that understands their roles, and it's a team that has two stars surrounded by really, really good perimeter players. And it's a very, very old team. I mean, they got some, they got some veterans on this team that that have played at multiple schools and and uh, played multiple years of college basketball. If you ever want Eric Musselman to give you a long answer on something, just set him up to talk about another team because that's what they expect out of UNC Wilmington. But Keon Minifield has also been a pretty impact player just over the past couple of games that he's actually played in. But how can he continue to improve, and what can they expect out of him moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we hope that Keon can, uh, you know, he gives us bounce. He gives us uh, a sense of urgency, a sense of energy. gives us speed. He changes the complexion of, of, of our tempo offensively, especially defensively. He can pick up in the backcourt. Uh, we've been a low-volume steal team. Uh, hopefully he can add to that. You know, I think last year as a freshman at Washington, uh, because they play zone, I don't think that, um, you know, I, we are hopeful that, that playing man-to-man defense, he's going to be able to create more steals than what you would get opportun- opportunistically in a zone. Um but been been very happy with him. I think offensively, he's a guy that's going to give us a when the shot clock is is winding down. Uh, he is a guy, another guy that that's going to be able to get a shot for us when when the shot clock's winding down. Obviously, T. Mark's been a guy that's been able to do that, and Battle's been able to do that. Um, you know, L at times have, has done it for us. Devo at times has done, and and Keon is just a, you know he's another guy that that off the bounce will be able to. Uh, create shots for himself or others when a play breaks down or when teams pressure or teams deny I think he's he's going to give us an an added dimension um, you know against some of these teams that 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 have some defenses that try to take you out of your stuff I mean even Wilmington I mean at times they're going to switch one through five and you've got to be able to uh, to have guys that that can play the game without structure Um, and and Keon certainly a guy that can play and thrive against um, non-structured situations uh, late clock. Arkansas and UNC Wilmington happening on Saturday at 4 p.m. You can listen to the broadcast right here on 103.7 The Buzz. And it is the final non-conference game for Arkansas this regular season. And SEC play January 6th against Auburn at home when it really gets crazy. But that's your Rage Rog update presented by True Service. We'll take our final break. When we come back, three and out, close up shop, get you ready for drive time sports. It's all next here on Out of Bounds. Hey, this is Mitch at Red River Ram, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer, and I've never been so happy as to introduce the wrap-up the end-of-the-year sales event. Folks, we've got 20% off 23 brand-new Ram Heavy Duties, never been seen before. That's up to $18,000 off sticker. And you have to buyers, we've got... 
24 model Ram 1500s at $15,000 off. Make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs or check us out online at RedRiverRam.com. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8. 888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8. 888-8888. Been in a wreck? Anywhere in the state, just dial 888-8888. Responsible attorneys, Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Join The Zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report, brought to you by Bell & Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news in entertainment each day on The Zone. Justin West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it each day. Bell & Sword has everything for the best-dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell & Sword at their new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501 501- 222-8440 501-222-8440 It's not just about the size of the meat It's about where you get it from So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock Hogs Meat Market The Steak People Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, I am always a fan of good marketing when it comes to sporting events, and especially when it's in professional sports. Like, we know you go to a minor league baseball game, you go over here to the Travs, they're always going to have some fun nights and, and everything. But in a lot of cases, say the NFL, they don't really need things like that all the time, big marketing ploys. But every so often, there'll be some that come into play that I'm very appreciative of, and I think it's cool. 
And that's why I'm going to give a shout-out to the Cleveland Browns. They don't do many things right. They're having a pretty good year this year. But one of the things that they have I think is really fascinating is them partnering with Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes. Now, that's not the cool thing about it. It's just the fact that it's sponsored and dealing with Dude Wipes. But what they're going to be doing this year is that fans, Cleveland Browns fans, can bring an old jersey of any Browns quarterback from 1999 to 2021. So a a 22-year stretch. Any jersey of a quarterback, and they will swap it out for a brand-new white jersey at the stadium ahead of the Thursday night football game tonight. So if you got a Johnny Manziel jersey from Cleveland Browns, bring it in. They'll swap you out with a new one. Tim you got, Couch? Yeah, t- well, yeah, yeah, just technically Tim Couch. Yeah, Tim Couch if you got one of those. Uh, Colt McCoy, Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm sure there's about 18,000 others because it's just say, they've we, gone through them all. We're trying to run through them all. That's why we're coming up short. Yeah, they got them all. So, yeah, I think that's kind of a cool thing that you have some fun with your marketing. But also take a little fun at yourself. Say, hey, we've had a lot of quarterbacks that haven't worked out. We're having a good year. So to kind of remedy that and try to help out of all the jerseys that people have bought for quarterbacks that didn't pan out, let's go ahead and give you some new ones. And I think that, again, that's a, that's a cool thing uh, by what the Cleveland Browns are doing. But also, I thought it was just as humorous, too. Kevin Stefanski, which, of course, is the head coach of the Browns, he has a message to the Browns fans asking them to behave themselves, if you will. Just need them to behave themselves for most of the day so that they're able to be, be with us in the fourth quarter. No. No, they don't need to behave themselves. They're having a great year. Thursday night, right? Party it up. Go crazy. Get your new jerseys over there in Cleveland. You just worry about your coaching over there, Stefanski. That's what you worry about. I know you're taking on the Jets and they suck and you should win, but... You worry about that and let the fans have the time of their lives because Cleveland doesn't always have a lot of things to celebrate, but they're having a really good year this year, so they should celebrate that. So just saying, Stefanski, stay in your lane. Exactly. Todd, I know you got something, too. Yeah, this is actually something that's come down while we've been on the air this afternoon. Um, the uh, Cliff Harris Award, which is given yeah. annually to the top, the Defensive Player of the Year, in Division Two, Division Three, and NAIA. Mm-hmm. Well, they've already announced Division Three and NAIA winners earlier this month. They announced the Division Two winner today, which is uh, Tanner Volk from Central Washington, uh, nation's leading tackler at 113 tackles. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 124 tackles in 13 games, 13 interceptions for 182 return yards. Uh, so he's your your Division Two winner. Very nice, very nice. But you said from Central Washington. Central Washington. I wonder what city that's located in in Washington. Because uh, I don't even know what's in Central Washington. I've I've never been to Washington. Nor um, have I. To Seattle and Spokane. That's about all I got. Um, I guess like is it Pullman? Pullman's Washington, where Washington State? State is yes. And the Washington. UW is actually in Seattle, right? Correct. Okay, so, well, there you go. There's three cities. If it's not in one of those, I I, I got nothing for you. Uh, But we talked about Cleveland Browns. How about this from the Bengals? Jake Browning, the quarterback of the Bengals. And I got to give him a lot of credit for this because this was a pretty quick-witted question and answer to a question. He was simply asked, uh, what do you think about aliens? That's what he was asked. Well, his response, pretty great, if you ask me. I don't even care. Just trying to figure out Earth. <laughs> you, uh, you were, you that was it. Just like, I don't really care. That You could have left it at that. Just, I don't really care. Whichever, like, eh, you know, he's focused on the game and all that. But to take it one step further, he's like, I'm, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out Earth. Most obvious and great answer that anyone could be asked in that situation about aliens. Hey, we're still trying to figure out what we got going on here. Short, sweet, and to the point. That's what it needs to be each and every time. Uh, also, <laughs> this story... So there is a university called Wisconsin Lacrosse. No, not the lacrosse team at lacrosse uh, at Wisconsin, but it's literally Wisconsin Dash Lacrosse A. We'll see because they have an A at the end of it, and it's got two spaces. It doesn't matter. But they have a chancellor. Apparently, it's a very highly astute school. They have a chancellor that recently got fired. Anytime a chancellor gets fired, it's got to be something pretty serious because normally people in those positions end up retiring on their own or going on to another job. If you get fired, that means something went awry. Either these academics have really gone downhill into the toilet 
or you did something that was not very appropriate. Well, in most cases, it's the latter. And that's exactly what happened with Dr. Joe Gal is his name. But he was fired because he and his wife were running an OnlyFans account. And in a statement issued on Wednesday, they said, Upon my recommendation, this is coming from the board, the UW Board of Regents today terminated Joe Gao from his position as chancellor, effective immediately. In recent days, we learned of specific conduct that Dr. Gao had subjected the university to significant reputational harm. His actions were abhorrent. And according to, <laughs> according to uh, the reports uh, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, they said he and his wife were running online accounts under the name Sexy Happy Couple including a YouTube channel that features the couple looking cooking vegan meals with porn stars. A Twitter account connected to the cooking show advertises on OnlyFans, account that features, quote, fully explicit scenes where Gal and his wife, Carmen Wilson, discuss their interest in vegan cooking during an appearance on a university podcast in 2020. However, it appears the adult-themed cooking show is a recent invention with the episodes airing on YouTube only within the last couple of weeks. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, how did you not think that somebody was going to ask questions at some point in time? Someone would see you on YouTube doing vegan cooking with porn stars? And then they went on to say that him and his wife were having a sex show, as they called it. And we'll just leave it at that on OnlyFans. So maybe some of you are asking, oh, man, well, how, what, you know, are they very, must be very good looking. Okay, just imagine a chancellor, what you think a university chancellor looks like. And that's who he, this guy is. So, kind of gives a little Anthony Weiner vibe, to be honest. Oh, that's not good. No, Carlos Danger, I believe, is what he went by in his alter ego. But yeah, it kind of gives a vibe for that. But either way, this is the type of story where I was like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, that wasn't thought all the way through, that's for sure. I know. And same thing with another uh, this story, which wasn't thought all the way through. To me, it's always about people just trying to get attention for the clicks and for uh, vi- going viral, but... There's a, an influencer named Maddie, uh, Natalie Reynolds who's done a lot of content and everything. She goes to a gym. Well, in her gym, she's just literally wearing body paint, nothing else, just body paint. But the body paint looks like she's in gym clothes. And guy goes up to her and kind of is like, hey, you know, can't be doing that, whatever. And she tried to play the victim. She's like, no, I can't believe someone would press me on my outfit. You know, it's a double standard. It's like, okay, it's not a double standard because I guarantee you that if a guy walked in wearing body paint as his gym outfit, I think somebody would say something. Yeah, so, this woman and the Brazilian model topless dog walking need to get together and yeah, let's go bowling or something. Right. Yeah, start doing some content together that way. Actually, no. Actually, yes. That's probably what OnlyFans is for, right? Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Todd Pierce, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could...